It's another edition of the Deep Slant Podcast. I'm your host, D.P. Sidhu. Joining me today, my good friend, played nine seasons in the NFL, former Texans linebacker, Texans ambassador, and now the founder of the Athletic Room. It's Kylie Long. Kylie, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me. I tell you what, it is, uh, it's great to be back here. It's great to be back with you. And I'm so excited for this season. Like, I literally cannot wait till. You're really excited about the season? I am very I am excited. Yeah. I'm actually excited about this podcast. I've been waiting all week to do this. But there's so much to get to. Let me just break down how this <laughs> podcast is going to go. I went to the Athletic Room yesterday with a friend mm. of mine, which basically specializes in sports recovery methods. Correct. Is that a good way to describe it? Absolutely. Okay. So you open up this business to sort of help people in Houston to aid them in their sports performance and their recovery methods, people with chronic pain. All right. I did that with my friend yesterday. We tried out a bunch of things. Uh, We tried out cryotherapy, which is the, the nitrogen chamber where it's freezing cold, the compression boots. We did sports stretching. We're getting all that. Um, and then also you, you, you dropped some knowledge on me that I could not stop thinking about what every single person can do right now to improve their performance without even walking into the athletic room. And you to- told me I could shave 20 seconds off my mile split. Yep. And I already tried it. And I did more pushups than I thought I would be able to do. Yep. So we're going to get into that too. Uh, but first let's talk about your journey, how you got into this. Uh, like I said, nine seasons in the NFL, and then you worked a normal desk job right. in the energy sector. Super relaxing, right? Most stressful job ever. It was, you know what? I had the <laughs> greatest the time. Floor. It was so much fun. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but what was interesting is what ended up happening to my body. So the way the athletic room kind of came about was, you know, I went from pro football. And, you know, when I played pro football, despite I did have a couple bad injuries, but relatively I was healthy and I walked away from the game healthy. And in fact, I actually chose to retire um, as opposed to, you know, kind of get cut and, and be done was because I really wanted to uh, movement and activity was like just the, my way of life, like for the rest of my life. When I'm 85 years old. I want to you be able to You wanted to preserve do, that. Absolutely. I want yeah. a deadlift. I want a deadlift when I'm 85. Like that is that is like one of my goals. It doesn't have to be 315, uh-huh. but I want to be able to go through the act of, of the deadlift. I want to be hiking. I want to be active with my children. And okay, so first I, of all, you retired in 2006. Correct. With the Texans. Yep. How many years do you think you could have played if you let it play out? I think I could have grinded out. Well, we definitely knew we had one year that was a, a guaranteed year um, that I could have played. And I think I could have got an additional one. So I think I could have got a, probably an 11 year, um, you know, kind of career, career out of is kind of the idea. Okay. Okay. And so I ended up leaving, walking away. And so I thought I was making a smart decision on my body. I'm thinking, you know, I obviously running into 300 pounders who are very <laughs> fast as, you know, as your profession probably isn't the best thing for Taking your body. Taking that out of the equation. You would now. think that yeah. you would think that you would, you would start healing and, and, and repairing. And so when I'm sitting there at desk, I'm in, you know, corporate American where I'm doing basically gas derivatives is what I was doing. And, and I would sit there and it's all type A young people in their thirties, kind of like myself. And I'm starting to really start feel my body. Because in, as an athlete, what ends up happening is your body is your, like how your body feels is your job. You are always supposed to know how your body's feeling. At any because, given moment. Because you have to optimize performance. Okay. Right? So I'm very aware of my body, even though I'm in this new setting. And I just feel issues coming on that I had just never felt before. 
Like, this is what people who sit at desks all day long feel. Absolutely. So you're feeling what? Like, your shoulders? Shoulders, my neck, my lower back. back. I mean, you know, I'm in my 30s. My lower. That's me today. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm in my 30s. I I shouldn't be feeling my lower back. And so I talked to some of my coworkers. I'm like, yo, my back is killing me. What do you think? He's like, oh, join the club. Every one of us in here. Everyone's back hurts. I'm like, this does not make sense. We're all in our 30s. We're all active. We're all fit. We all do stuff outside of the office, yet all of us have the same issues, and it's all related to sitting. So I would come home, and, and you know, I have four children, and, I, and my wife would make, make dinner for me, um, and, you know, and uh, this awesome dinner, this awesome spread. And she's like, sit down. I'm like, babe, absolutely not. Like, I can't sit down. I've been sitting all day. I'm good. So I was standing eating my dinners. <laughs> right? you, need, you need what the people in the office have now, the standing desks. The, I, we had those, believe it or not. You had the stand. You, we, you had them. We had standing desks. We had, I had BOSU balls. I had uh-huh. uh, I had every possible gimmick. Even back then working. Even back then working. And, and why did that not help? They just, I still felt like whenever I'm, concentration had to happen and whenever I had to really get locked in, that my posture would just change. Right, like you sort of slump. You over. would slump. You yeah. after you know after so long, you can only maintain. Well, it was hard for me to maintain good posture for for longer than you know a couple of hours. Yeah, I would. This is why I haven't bought into the standing desk thing because I write stories and I feel like something's going to suffer. Either my writing is going to suffer, or I like you said, I'll be leaning on one hip and standing. I'll be tired. My legs will be tired. But I just can't think standing up. I don't know what that says. It's about interesting. Me. No, I it's agree. Hard. I couldn't write. I couldn't write a paragraph standing okay. up. I literally had to sit back down to be able <laughs> to write a paragraph. You know what I mean? Like, okay. it's interesting how your body does kind of work that way. All right. And so, so I would, you continue working in the energy sector with these with these issues. very normal ailments, which now you're hypersensitive to being an athlete. Right. You're just aware of it. You're just a lot more aware and tune with your body because um, of all the years of training. And so I would literally tell my wife, I'm like, babe, I just wish we had a training room. You know, a place where, you know, uh, for any of your listeners who, who may not know, it's the place where the athletes, where the Texans go at the end of the day. And they get to work with, a, with an athletic trainer okay. um, who just help them address issues that may have came up through their workouts or through their practices or from the previous game. And it's body maintenance stuff. It's stuff that you do to prevent an injury, right? So, um you know, things might be, it might be stretching, it might be cold, it might be heat, it could be ultrasound. There's a whole bunch so of different modalities. To, you wanted like a cold tub slash massage slash foam roller at the end of the day of the job. That's, I think that's brilliant, actually. Because yeah. we do it after a workout, which lasts, what, an hour maybe? For sure. And you're sitting at your desk eight hours a day. We should, we should stretch those muscles at the end of the day. And it feels good. It, it that's really a, does. That, you yeah. know, that's one of the things is like you. Whenever somebody stretches, they're like, "Oh well, man, really I big. should do that more often. Why don't I do this more often?" And then you just don't, you don't right? Do so we basically took that equation out. We say, "Hey, look, we're going to create the athletic room. It's a body maintenance facility, and you're going to come in. You're going to work with somebody who is a former pro athletic trainer. So okay. Dynamo. Uh, we have one guy who was uh, was who's actually here with the Texans. We had um, another guy who and is now the strength and conditioning coach at the at the 49ers, um, you know, high-level people that work with high ath- elite athletes, but now you get to work with them one-on-one. If, if in they're 30 at your minutes. disposal, now. absolutely. So, thirty what, or sixty. What, what is available to NFL athletes? Basically, you, you're making available to anybody, anybody, because athletes at all levels, as, as well as. 
people that are just working normal nine to five jobs. Without question, because here's here's my premise. This is what I realized that wasn't so obvious when I was playing football. That we're all athletes because we're all designed to move. Like at the end of the day, that's what it is. Uh, you know. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is not made any differently. Now, of course, he has Even little. <laughs> he has incredible skills, incredible yeah. talent. Genetically, he is incredible, um, plus an incredible work ethic. But, but as far as how we're actually designed, we're designed in the exact same way. Sure. So, so why don't why wouldn't everybody want to take care of their body the way the best of the best take care of their body? That makes sense. You know, and so. Um, and so I went out and founded it because it was all on the premise of, I, I mentioned earlier that I want to deadlift when I'm 85. When I retired from my NFL career, I realized I was so tied up in that moment and I was so tied up in that season. But at the end of the day, I was only judged on my career. So performance is about longevity and isn't about necessarily that moment, that workout, that it's what gets you you know, the longest useful life. Because at the end of the day, NFL players, their body is a tool to make money. Let's just be honest. Right. Um, as a corporate attorney, your body is a tool to make money. Mobility is important in a boardroom, just like it is on the field. Well, it's right. not necessarily as obvious and as d- directly correlated. Yeah, and, and I feel bad for people that deal with things like chronic pain issues or have surgeries and just don't bounce back because – you you can't go to work sometimes like that. You know, it really inhibits your how you enjoy life, what you're able to do with your kids. Getting Even if you can get to the office, how much are you really enjoying your time with your kids and taking vacations and playing with them? And I totally get what you're saying. You you mentioned the, the injuries that you had. Mm-hmm. And so I, I mentioned that I went yesterday to the athletic room, and, and you told me a story that blew my mind. We were talking about how much of this stuff that you have in the athletic room was actually even available when you were playing. Right. So you had the Achilles injury? Correct. You had patellar tendon? Yep. Two really, really serious Pretty, bad yeah, injuries. absolutely, yep. Okay. ACL, meniscus. And you had to come back from it at a time when, you know, now it seems like athletes are just bouncing back mm-hmm. from ACLs like it's no big deal. Like, here's Deshaun Watson right. doing seven-on-sevens. Carson Wentz in Philly had his surgery even later and is doing seven-on-sevens. So a lot more is expected out of them. You had to come back with even less of that. You said... There weren't even foam rollers back then. Yeah. That no, blew my mind. It's crazy to think. So when I first got here to the Texans, um, the foam roller craze hadn't even started, right? So John Ishup, who was one of the athletic trainers for the Texans, he was literally going home and he was making, he was cutting PVC pipe. He was wrapping athletic foam, um, athletic training foam around it. And that's what we're, that was the introduction of two pro athletes in 2002 to, um, you know, foam rollers. And now you look at it and it's, you know, what, 16 years later and it's a $2 billion industry. And I mean, it's every amazing. Size, every shape. They've got bumps, they're smooth. There's every type of foam roller you could ever imagine. But I just assumed that that was something that was available to athletes long before it was available to the to the average person. I mean, it definitely was. You, then within a couple of years, you started seeing those kind of introduced in the training room. But it is funny that the very first version was the one that John Ishup made in his garage to try to say, hey, hey, go over here and do this. <laughs> and we're like, well, do what? And we're like, oh. 
that feels good. Yeah, right. that makes sense. That makes sense to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what do you think about now the emphasis on sports performance? Mm-hmm. I know you are not in the building day to day, but you know, obviously, the Texans hired Luke Richardson, who mm-hmm. comes from the Denver Broncos. He's like the senior director of sports performance, and under him, nutrition is different. Uh, recovery is different, sleeping. They're focusing on a lot of things in ways that maybe the tech, it's not that the Texans weren't, but he brings his own flair to how the Texans are, are focusing on it. What do you think about all that and the shift towards that professional sports and otherwise? That's probably the single biggest thing that made me the most excited about this season. Oh, is that right? Believe it or not. Wait, so not Deshaun Watson. I, uh, I mean, oh, I mean, of oh, course, yeah, Deshaun. Too. I mean, come on. I, how are you not going <laughs> to? But that might be one of the biggest things because okay. I think what you're going to see is this emphasis on understanding veterans, understanding body maintenance, and understanding that, you know what? We want you to be just as strong in the season, week 14, week 15, as you are when you start the season. And that's a really, really hard task to, to um, sure. accomplish, right? Because typically, you know, you get really, really strong in the offseason or an old old school way of doing it. You'd get really, really strong in the off season and then you would just try to maintain and hold on and you're just kind of falling off and you're just trying to fight, you know, that your body breaking down. This is this seems to be a um from the methodology a much more um uh, logical approach to saying, hey look, I want you just as strong, you know, when we're in here in May as you are when you're in here in October. And because of that, and because of that emphasis on, on nutrition, sleep, body maintenance, um, you know, um, smart, you know, smart methodology around, around essentially, uh, resistance training and running and, and all that type of stuff. I think you're going to see a direct correlation to just, you know, injuries. But how can you, I mean, the, the hits are not going to be fewer during the season. It's still going to feel like a car crash coming Mm -mm. at you. But how does what you do now affect how you feel in November? Because you're still going to have the same number of games, the same number of practices. How does that, I mean, I'm trying to understand for people that are listening, is it the stretching aspect of it? Is it the fact that it's a cumulative effect of starting it now and it's just going to get better and better for these athletes as the season goes on? What, what, what is what is the secret behind feeling it's, that way? It's, yeah, it is cumulative. It is. So if you're, um, like a great example would be a, you know, when I lifted in, you know, some of the things I might have done when I was younger, right? Power cleans, um, snatches, mm-hmm. stuff that is really loading your joints, back squats that are heavy. It's very, very difficult once you go through a game. So typically one of the the most important sessions for the Texans or any NFL player um, is the day after the game, right? Getting in the weight room is, is, is critical to how you're going to feel on Wednesday, Right, because you're going to get in there and you need to get blood flowing. You need to start kind of flushing kind of everything that was all the issues that you kind of had from inflammation to toxins that kind of built up over that course of a game out of your out of your system. Now, if your program is designed to do heavy back squats or to do um, you know power cleans or something where you're 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 an Stressing offensive lineman, yeah. yeah, you're an offensive lineman. You come in, you definitely have a hurt shoulder. You probably have elbows that are sore. Your wrists are completely inflamed. You just can't even do that. You can't that do movement. that during the season. So like what what would you do? The only option is either you don't do the movement or you take it to a, a, a weight to where it's very, very light. Right? Which again isn't gonna stress yeah. your muscle your muscles in the way they need to be stressed. So if you can do things and if you can build a methodology that allows for 
the same type of workouts that you do off season to carry over it to the same type of workouts you do in season, you don't have to lose strength because you're still doing, you're pushing through it, but you're just being smarter about how you're loading your joints. All right. So let's talk about the athletic room because you're saying that what the athletes are doing, the average person has access to some of these methods to to get you through your day-to-day job, which seems like sitting in an office isn't that stressful, but it does break down your body over time because even as you're mentioning some of the symptoms you have, I'm thinking... I'm thinking my shoulders and back is from working out or running, but I'm I'm now I'm starting to feel like a lot of that is probably just from sitting at the office all day. I guarantee you, it's more about the sedentary stuff you do than, than the, the active stuff you do. Yeah, than the stuff. active stuff. I I, I I would I would be willing to. I, I'm actually guaranteeing that's a, that's, that. So it's the sedentary kind of game, aspect. That's of, kind of a game changer at the way you look at what you're doing. For sure. I mean, so like one of the things I was telling you before was um, there was a study in Australia, right? And it was studying kindergartners. And there, you know, we all look at our kids and we're like, wow, they look so So athletic. So much energy. You know, they're moving and they're just, and they're, you know, they're doing the wheelbarrow and they're acting like a bear and they're running around with on all fours, right? Do, you know, do, you know, any of those type of movements now? And we're like, oh Oh, my gosh, I can't even do that. (laughs) It shouldn't be that way. Then, so they study them. They realize, okay, these kids predominantly are very um, – they're midfoot, you know, ball strike runners, right? Okay. So like a the very, very – the optimal way to, way to – the most efficient way to move yourself – propel yourself forward. They then study them again at the end of second grade. So this is two years later. And they noticed that about three-fourths of them had transitioned into heel strike runners. Like if you okay. look at – if you go to Memorial – You'll see most people are heel strike yes, runners. Yes, I, I am too, and I know I don't know how to not strike heel, but yeah, that's that's where the shoe breaks down first on on me. Without happened. question, right? It, it's very natural, and that's and shoes have actually even uh, begin manufacturing engineering because right. they know you're a heel strike runner. Right? They try to protect that. Exactly. Okay. So, um, so why? So is that? what is? So yeah. yeah, that was the question. Like, how did this happen? Two years ago, they were fine. Set end of second grade. There. So obviously, it was the introduction of sitting to learn. Right. So uh-huh. now you go kindergarten, you're crisscross applesauce, you're sitting on the floor. It's almost Montessori style. Okay. You're moving around. You're very active. Whereas first grade, they start getting serious. They have assigned desks. They sit there at the desk for eight hours a day. They're little mini business people. They're little mini business yeah. people. Absolutely. And so naturally your body starts changing, right? It becomes it becomes a custom whatever you put it into the most. And for them, they're sitting eight hours a day. They're sleeping hopefully eight hours a day. So their their body is just tightening. It's just it's just naturally, you know, tightening up. And so just like we know with exercise or any muscle, if you don't stress it, you're gonna have atrophy. There's there's you know because your body is gonna adapt and you lo- you lose what you don't use. And so in the same way, that's kind of the process that we you know are really dealing with. You know, kind of. Because, let's just be honest, all of our jobs are, are pretty much a sitting-type job. Most of them are. All right, we're yeah. talking with Kylie Wong, former Texan, now has opened up the athletic room, uh, two locations, right, Bel Air we have two and, locations. Mon- and yep. Montrose. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, please subscribe, iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher, leave a review. All right, I want to talk to you about the athletic room because I had a chance to visit it. I drive by it, like, every day, and we've had you on Texans Radio, and I I checked out the website. I read all about it. I was all in, but I thought... How? What is the real difference? I've heard of cryotherapy. Mm-hmm. I've heard of um, the, you know the, the the 
what is it? The the, the, the compression boots. The Normatec compression okay. boots. Okay, yeah. I watch a lot of Real Housewives, yep. which should come to no surprise to anybody that remotely knows me or listens to me. And they and that's that's like a very big deal, the cryotherapy and the compression boots. So I got to try it out. You told me to bring a friend. I brought my friend Monica, who did not know what we were doing. She just showed up in workout clothes and was game for whatever. First thing you had me do was you. I sat in a recliner, right? And we put on the compression boots, mm-hmm. and then you put on this this device called Game Ready. Correct. Correct. Which alternated cold and hot to my lower back. Yes. It like it was like a Velcro thing, but I'm sitting in a in a recliner and my legs are getting compression from the boots. Right. All right. So what is that, and why do people need this? Okay. So it's it's so your body it felt amazing. It does. It one. It feels awesome. Right? right. Like so. We always talk about as an athlete, rice, rest, ice compression elevation okay right that's that's what you're trying to do because again this is all about circulation improving circulation allowing your body to rid itself of inflammation stagnant inflammation or um toxins that kind of build up in areas that don't get great blood flow what about like lactic acid because i like to run so absolutely. that's that's like a big thing people talk about flushing out the lactic acid without question absolutely so all of those things all that stuff comes out. all of that is just trying to you're trying to move that right you need to get that kind of out sit from sitting in just one spot to kind of into your body so your body will just naturally kind of you know get rid of it okay and so that's the whole premise behind normatec normatec um you it's very similar to what you see in the medical field Although this is kind of an industrial strength, kind of designed and made for athletes. And that's why you see it in the training rooms in all of the pro. Who, who gets it? Is it people that have had some sort of injury or knee injuries? Or does, is it something that anybody can get? The comp- everyone, everyone will love it. Um, and yeah, by and large pretty much everyone can can benefit from it because cuz I saw other people in it as I was leaving. Yes. And they were all full. They're the all, were all full. They are all full. I'm like all these people need this? Yes, yes. They do. So yeah. because think about it. If you're you're always you're all the, you're always either sitting or standing. So your feet are always below your your heart for most of the day. Okay. Right? And so the idea is we're going to elevate you and we're I almost describe it like someone is starting at your toes. And they're gonna, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of squeeze or almost kind of milk your 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 blood kind of towards your midsection. More so, toward, more upwards towards more your heart. upwards, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So we can get, so we can get get that blood there and kind of get rid of kind of any of the issues and, and get that. Circulation. That makes sense because when you're sitting all day, that circulate you definitely don't have circulation. You don't have circulation, absolutely. And okay. so that's all. That's all that is. That's just trying to promote better circulation. So. It's very effective for people with restless leg syndrome. Oh, yeah. Um, there's actually been studies on it with varicose veins because, again, these are all circula- circulatory issues. Um, but it's athletes love it. Runners love it. Triathletes love it because, obviously, they're just so much heavy volume. Yeah, your, on, legs, kind of just on your legs just take a pounding, actually, with, when, you, when you run and work out. All right, and then the game ready on the lower back. Right. I feel like my lower back's always sore. Yeah, so the game ready is that's actually something we did have. We didn't have quite this unit, so this unit is a contrast. Okay. So it's it basically is alternating cold and hot through kind of you know uh, whatever apparatus you have. So which could, is a lot of work if you did this at home without the apparatus. Yes. Cold pack, heat pack, like nobody would ever do that. And I was in that chair for how long? Uh, you were in there for twenty minutes. For twenty minutes, yeah. so twenty minutes, it went back and forth. Went and back how, and forth. And how did it know? Like now, you need to it just it just. Uh, so I said it. So I said okay. it. I, I basically set. That's the what time. you're there for. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but it's it's very similar to what you're going to do. So if 
uh, you know, one of the things that's going to happen, anybody, any Texan player, he sprains an ankle. First thing they're going to probably say is, okay, uh, we're going to ice it. And then after they're kind of done icing it and they're, you know, maybe 48 hours later or whatever, whatever the protocol they're working on, they'll start saying, okay, I want, you to, yeah. I want you to do contrast. Uh-huh. So you're going to go cold, then you're going to go back to the hot, then you're going to go cold, then you're going to go back to the hot. And the whole purpose of that, again, comes back to circulation. It's creating vasoconstriction and vasodilation. So you're moving blood. And so you're, as you're moving blood, you're just taking the toxins, you're taking the inflammation, you're taking the, the stuff that is kind of gunked up in there, and you're getting it out you're of there. flushing it out of you're your cells. Out of All right, so I did it on my lower back, but then can you do it on your shoulder I mean, or some other body part that absolutely. has issues? I mean, we have the full leg boots. So instead of oh, the normal tiger, okay. I could have put you in the full leg boots. Oh, like ice, cold, ice yep. hot, ice. <laughs> we have neck, we have shoulders, we have hips. I mean, we have basically all of the 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 you know the parts that you would need: knees, you know, ankles, that type of stuff. Where you where you need to apply that. All yep. right, next, and this might have been this might have been my favorite. You had the stretching, which right. I watched all of Tom Brady's. Uh, Tom versus time, and he had this guy that masseused his hamstrings. It right. looked very violent. This was not like that, but. Right. Uh, it was like a what do you call it? Is a sport? It's not really a sports massage, but it's it is, but it's stretching as well. Yeah, so uh, it's really hard to describe to a lot of people because it is kind of. Um, and I got to give a shout out to Sugar Shane. Sugar who Shane was with the Dynamo. Yes, and I don't know how you landed him, but he's fantastic. So fantastic. he does, he was doing this for professional athletes, and now it's like he's just doing it for everyday people like me. Right, and you know what's funny, and, and I, remind me get well. Let me go into that right now. What's funny about it is is I ask him, okay, so how is this different from when you worked with the Dynamo? And he's like, well, to be honest, it's actually better. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Why? He's like, well, you figure it was me and two other guys, and we had an entire team that we had to take care of. So I couldn't devote 30 minutes to stretching somebody on both sides. If they had a hamstring, I might stretch the hamstring. Okay. I might I might stretch a couple of the connective muscles to the hamstring, but I'm definitely not going full body through each, you know, and, and the body oh, is interconnected. His hands would have fallen off. If right, he had you know, because that. you just can't do it. You just don't have the time. Right. You don't have the amount of time to work with that many athletes. And so he's like, this is a, a very unique situation where you just come in and you get 30 minutes or 60 minutes, depending on what you, what you choose, to just work with me directly to where I'm going to go through and we're going to go through and kind of unlock every single part of the chain. Yes. Because – the body is completely interconnected, you know, and, and, and everything ties together. And what you might feel as a knee issue could very well be a, you know, glute or a hip flexor issue. Right, right. And you're so a, we, maybe compensating you're for maybe, something, you're compensating. something weak Absolutely. or somewhere else. And so, and so that's, that's pretty cool. Um, what we call that, we call that kind of our stretch mobility. It's typically called fascial stretching or assisted stretching. I call it yoga without the work because that's what it really felt like. That is exactly how I, I was like, it as well. I am doing all these stretching and, and he's m- pulling my leg in this direction and telling me to push against his hand in another. And I was like, I, I feel my flexibility getting better because on the second side, because we, he first did my left side and then I switched to my right. It was already better. Right. Like your body sort of picks up on what it's supposed to. Do. And for anybody listening, I don't like massages. I'm one of the few females that doesn't really enjoy massages. Like, I'll get them, but it feels good in the moment. The next day, I, I mean, I feel kind of the same. Maybe I'm not going to the right person. Maybe I'm not getting the right type of massage. But anyway, I, I don't I don't get massages with regularity. 
This, however, I felt I felt so much better immediately afterwards. I think I still feel better because of that. Yeah, that's why I didn't. I mean, how I describe it and how most people, I mean, we'll have people get up off the table and they're like, they're like, wow, like I can touch my toes. I haven't touched my toes in six years. Or I can put on my shoes. <laughs> yeah, I can tie I can, my shoes. I can, I can believe that. You know, and really it's mind-blowing to them, like what just happened. someone's forcing that flexibility, not in a painful way. No. But he's just sort of gradually, he's got a lot of patience, gradually pushing and pushing. And then he ended with this thing that was like a foam roller that was battery operated. Correct. Yeah. So it's, uh, it, you know, it's kind of one of these percussion type tools. Again, it's found in any training room. Okay. And basically what it does is it, it, you, it can, um, you know, for an example is on my IT band. So one of the oh one yeah, of the issues, that's I always have. I hate foam rolling. I hate the IT me band. too. And it takes me about four minutes per IT band. Whereas you spend that long rolling out to, to really to, actually to allow it to, yeah, to allow it to release. Woo. Whereas with that, he does it. It's about 30 seconds and I get the same result. And so that's kind of why, you know, it's, it's, it's so awesome, you know, there, your piriformis, your hip flexors, because it just allows the muscle to release. And once it releases, then everything else in your body starts kind of unlocking. And I kind of describe the stretching as the, if anyone has ever done hot yoga, you know, you do hot yoga and you kind of walk away and you're very body aware. You start, you, you just, you 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 can feel it the next day and you can feel it the day after. And, and, and you're just, you're just more aware of kind of where you are and your better range of motion, better flexibility. That's that's, kind of what that, that's kind of what the stretching is like. I I can, I can understand because I I didn't understand what the big deal with hot yoga was, but the premise of when it's so warm, your body is just more flexible mm-hmm. and you're able to stretch in ways that you couldn't in, say, like a 75-degree room. This is how I feel about your stretching, the stretching massage kind of method- methodology. Because yeah. I don't think – I couldn't do all that on my own and not that much in 30 minutes right. as he's yeah. able to do. Correct. Yeah, it's it's very difficult because the whole premise of what we want is we want you to be relaxed. We want you to be relaxed like a massage. Um, but obviously clothes are on. It's, it's, it's a very yeah, different that's a good point. Clothes are on. We clo- were, I mean, we were talking, my friend, and I wanted to ask you cause my friend had it done first uh-huh. and she said it was kind of painful, like on her hamstrings. Right. So does that mean someone is just really tight? Yeah. It's just, just, you know, just kind of, cause I felt probably tightness here and there, but, yeah. you probably do a better job of stretching. Uh, a little bit more than, than, but yeah, it's, it's I'm trying, it's, but I don't think that you can ever, I don't think after now that I foam roller with a little bit more regularity, I don't think you can ever overdo it with that. No, you definitely can't. You do. You can. Yeah. And I don't, and I, I dedicate like five minutes. I'll pick like, Oh, today I'll do hamstrings. That's perfect. Today I'll do quads, but it's like you could, you really could work on everything every day if you had time. Agreed. But I think just picking five minutes really makes a difference you know, over the long, long haul, right? Like that's, that's the idea. That's the idea about performances, about longevity is if you listen to your body and you're just systematically kind of going through and addressing it, you know, when those issues arise, then you're going to be able to avoid a lot of stuff. So in fact, our medical director who, I mean, he just makes me feel bad about my life every single time because, (laughs) you know, well, he was Baylor All-American, then you went, went to Stanford, Kylie. This yeah, is so, nothing to sneeze at. Uh, okay, well, keep listening. And played in the NFL. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh, go ahead. Uh, played in the NFL nine years as well. Uh, won a Super Bowl. 
then decided like, huh, I wonder what I should do afterwards. He's like, you know, I've had so many surgeries. Uh, maybe I'll go to medical school. Stop it. Goes to Harvard <laughs> Medical School. Oh, Harvard, no yeah. less. Then okay. did a residency with uh, with Dr. Uh, James Andrews in, in Birmingham. Wow. Right? Uh, Works with Walt Lowe um, here in Houston. And he's the uh, head of Baylor Sports Orthopedics. Okay. Right? I mean, Wow. Wait, so what's your connection a, to him? So he's our medical director. Okay. He's a, he's so he so and basically So what we, is he what is how does he his role? So he ties in tie on in. on basically he just he loved the concept because here's what he sees. He sees he is incredibly awesome as a physician. And a lot of what he's dealing with is hips, shoulders, orthopedic type stuff. Right. And he's like in reality, Kylie the reason why I'm so gung ho and I and I support you guys so much is because probably less than fifty percent of people actually needed to come and see me. It's just that they did nothing, right? So so when their body was whispering at them, they were ignoring it, okay. and it kept and it kind of started talking to them, and they ignored it. When it started screaming at them, there's no other options; they have to come see me. Okay. And so, and so, my point to what we're how that all ties in is those five minutes that you're doing to just do address a little bit could help every, me avoid hip replacement surgery. One absolutely, day. That without is question. Huge. That's huge. Without question. So it's it's well worth the investment. All right, and then my the next thing that we did, uh, the cryotherapy, mm-hmm. which was the thing that I was most intrigued by, even though I hate cold. Right. I live in Houston. I I don't like the heat either, but the cold. There's just something about it that was really intimidating to me. Mm-hmm. But I was very intrigued by this because everybody does cryo. LeBron James, does he has a cryo chamber, right? Yeah, you told oh, yeah. Me, he's, you told a, me- he's a huge cryo, uh, yeah. And he and uh, Tom Brady does cryo. Yep. Now, what you do, the, the sports recovery, LeBron James actually invests in it for himself. Correct. Like people talk about all the time, how is he playing even better now than he did when he was younger? Same thing with Tom Brady, I guess, at, uh, on, this, on that level. But LeBron James invests how much money into all this? Uh, I believe the ESPN article had him uh, estimated around one point five million. Is what, is he, what he spends, spends. on his mo- on his body every single year for body maintenance. Just maintenance. So, so that could be yeah. So just maintenance. So that's obviously uh, diet, nutrition go tie into that. Sleep tie into it. Just kind of all the categories we talked about. Um, but then fascial tissue work, massage acupuncture, chiropractic care, you know, cryotherapy, recovery devices. I mean, all of those tie into it. But yeah, I mean, it, and it's, that number is is astronomical for anyone to think about. But look at what he's able to accomplish. Without question. It. So, and I it's, mean, and it's for him, it's, it's not that much money. The average person, yeah, cannot spend one point five, And you don't need yeah. to. And you don't is need the, to. Is, right. is the point. But James Harrison, he he had it at 375000 You know, they're, all these athletes are doing this because they yeah. understand that in order for them to, one, not only play their best, but to, to have the longest career possible, and then three, walk away from the game to where they can still move, because let's be honest, just like me, every one of these athletes love movement, love exercise. Right. You don't want to retire and then not be able to do anything when that's obviously something that you're very good you're at. Very, You've enjoyed your entire life. Absolutely. All right. So the cryotherapy chamber, uh, you describe it really well. I describe it as like you walk into a chamber and there's this like dry ice floating up around <laughs> you and you're freezing cold. And I really, it was three minutes. It right. felt like three hours. I actually, at one point, you told me I was doing great, and I thought you said you were do- that I was done, uh-huh. and you said, no, it's been 24 seconds. <laughs> True story. 
<laughs> and that how is a true is story. Time ticking by so slowly. All right, so the, so this is uh, describe to the person listening what the cryo chamber is and how how it works. Okay, so the idea behind the cryo chamber is essentially the same premise behind a cold tub. So you see the athletes take a cold tub, but it's so much easier than a cold. Have you ever been in a cold yes, tub? Yes, I have been in a cold and tub. And what do you it's, think of that? It's it's a lot of work. Uh-huh. And you fill up. You got the I, You got the tub with the ice, and it doesn't feel great. Yeah. And then you're wet, and then you got to really plan your. It's a, there's your a there's a lot of logistics it. around it, which is why and I don't I no longer cold tub anymore. Yes, and it's and it yeah. typically it's about fifteen to twenty minutes versus kind of crowd therapy, it which is time, which right. is three minutes. Okay, um, and yeah, you're wet, and you have the whole drying off factor and everything. So it's it's basically the new version of of the ice tub. Okay, and so what cryotherapy was actually developed? I mean, the late seventies. Was, was it was? It, it was. It was developed uh, to combat rheumatoid arthritis. So chronic inflammation. Okay. Um, again, chronic inflammation that isn't circulating and getting out of your system. Um, and so then naturally, you know, they saw the success of it with rheumatoid arthritis and just chronic inflammation. And athletes started adopting it as the new way for them to do an ice tub. Okay. I mean, why not go three minutes when... You know, the alternative is go 20 minutes in a cold tub. And, and it's so much cleaner. You just walk in you and walk you walk in. out. Exactly. So, it's, yeah, exactly. And so we put basically cold um, uh, nitrogen gas, which cools the chamber down, goes goes kind of against your skin, and it triggers a response. So unlike a cold tub, which is a physical response, this is actually a metabolic response. Okay. So by putting extreme cold, your body has a couple different ways it's going to adapt to it. But – the and, natu- it's, and it's and I, I just want to cut in real quick. It's metabolic because it's at a much colder temperature than any amount of ice cubes you put in a tub. For sure, without okay. question. I mean, we're we're talking negative Celsius degrees. Okay, now, right. So so level one, which is what you did, that was actually is that the easiest? That is the easiest. Yeah, <laughs> we start everyone at level one, so don't feel bad. I did stay in for three minutes. You did exactly <laughs> level one. Okay, what does um, it go up to? Just out of so it goes down to minus ninety degrees Celsius. And what was I at? You uh, you were at level one, so that's minus ninety degrees, which oh, is minus basically okay. minus one thirty seven Fahrenheit. I, oh, that's that not, that's really so, cold. So we okay. measure cabin temperature. So like, I was at minus what is it? One hundred thirty seven. Yeah, what is it okay. around your skin? Okay. And so what ends up happening is your body starts triggering its fight or flight response. So norepinephrine essentially gets triggered, which is which is a, a wonderful thing for just mental health, and it carries along with it a whole bunch of other. Um, you know, chemicals that your body, hormones that your body naturally produces. That, I would think your body wouldn't release otherwise because it, it has to be under this type of stress. It does. It, it's eustress is what it's called. Okay. So in the same stress that you would do um, in physical fitness, in any type of workout you'd want to do, that feel good, that endorphin release, that's the exact same concept that, that cryotherapy was working on. And you can do that. That can be accomplished in three minutes. Where did the three minutes come from? So, because it's three to five minutes, right? Is what I've, I've read. Well, we are only three minutes. You only do three, um, or less if the person needs or to less, jump out. Exactly. <laughs> um, and the reason first why of all, is, does that happen a lot? Do people say like I have to get out? Yeah, it happens a lot. First time, it's very common. Okay. In, in fact, it's it's it's. I would say, by and large, we try to take it very slow because because cold stress is best gradually. Okay. Right? Like, there's no reason to – I don't need to torture you to get the metabolic response that we want. We just need to introduce you to the cold. Okay. And as you kind of start – being more comfortable and building tolerance to it, you're going to naturally be like, oh, I would like a little bit, I would like to go to level two. 
So you like feel gradually three. more comfortable. You'll start feeling way more, much more comfortable. And so I, that's a very natural progression that all, we go through with kind of all of our all of our guests that come through. Let me tell you how I felt when I stepped out uh-huh. of it. Because this lasted for a couple of hours. Right. I felt like, it, like better than drinking any coffee could mm. make me feel. I felt like my arms, my joints, everything was wide awake. Yeah. Like almost coffee for your senses. Which surprised me uh-huh. because I thought it's three minutes. I mean, I'll feel good. Like I felt definitely felt good when I stepped out of there, right. but it lasted for a few hours. And then I thought people need to do this when they wake up in the morning. Right. So yes. I, I'll, I'm going to talk to you about maybe after the morning workout, showering and then going and getting it because it really awakens your senses. It does. So right? you're seeing, so it's what's interesting about crowds. Cryo, obviously we understand why athletes use it. But what we're really starting to understand is why other people are using it. Okay. So, yes, we talk about LeBron James as being a heavy user. Tony Robbins builds him in all of his houses now. Um, wow. Uh, you know. Um, That's why he has so much energy. Exactly. <laughs> um, Russell Simmons is is, is is a daily cryo person. Um, you know, Tim Ferriss is a, is a huge advocate of cryotherapy. You know, so like all these people that are also um, doing – Things that are kind of, you know, kind of revolutionary or high energy or thought related. There is a huge benefit to mental focus as well. Okay. Um, and so and so that's kind of why you're seeing it. Then you'll also see the other part of the spectrum where the Victoria's Secret models are doing it. Or, um, you know, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, like you is said. That, is that because of skin? It makes your skin look that's, better? That's essentially skin-related um, stuff. Basically kind of, you know, kind of smoothing, kind of fine lines and the appearance of cellulite. Because dermatologists have used like cryotherapy for years to mm-hmm. freeze off like warts or for blemishes sure. yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. So it's the same concept with the cold. What, how, how does that affect your skin and make it better? Well, so it brings blood underneath the skin. So as your blood is, or as your skin is a little puffier, right? Every, uh-huh. It just is smoother, right? Oh, so okay. this is not one thing I, I, you know, and we're very honest about kind of what cryo is and what isn't. I'm not going to become a Victoria's be, Secret model because, after three minutes. Because it's very, very, a, a lot of people seem to market it very misleading. Okay. Um, but, you know, this is one of those things, cryo for skin-related stuff. Now, eczema, stuff like that, you'll actually will see that. You will. You, that will. That will kind of go Interesting. away. Interesting. But as far as cellulite, that that's genetic. That un, That's just one of those things. Cryotherapy <laughs> is not going to fix cellulite. Okay. But it will create um, blood a, flow a blood and, flow, yeah. which will kind of puff the skin up above you know, kind of your, your fat and your, you know, the connective fascia that, that creates the, the appearance of cellulite. Okay. And so that will all smooth. That will all kind so of So your diminish. skin is just smooth And it'll be, over. and it'll be, temp- but that is temporary. That is probably, you know, that effect, that uh, aesthetic effect will probably last, you know, for about a week. Um, oh, but that's a long time. Yeah, but okay. it's not like, it's not like, hey, we literally just, you no longer have cellulite. Because okay. you still have it. It's just. So how often do you recommend somebody getting it? Um, so it depends on. Like, is there too, is there too much of a good thing sometimes? There, there can be too much of a good thing. Absolutely. That's a great question. Um, it, we haven't had anyone who's that heavy of user. The Probably the heaviest user is myself. Okay. Because it is literally. It <laughs> well, it's right there in your office. It's right there in my <laughs> office. And it changed me. So how I ended up deciding I'm going to put cryotherapy in there was when I was still working at my desk. I was having a lot of time working out. I was having, I was struggling with my workouts because I go to the gym. I couldn't run because my knees hurt. Okay. I go into the gym. I couldn't lift because my shoulders hurt, you know, so I was just highly inflamed and it was frustrating. So 
the last thing I want to do is just go and every single day go and do the elliptical, elliptical. for an hour, <laughs> right? Like that's like that's like the most like injured, you might as well just torture me, right? And so um, I'm like, <laughs> I have to find a solution. And I knew obviously ice tubs worked for me so well when I was with the Texans um, or the Vikings. And so I joined a cryotherapy place that was you know right off of 59, and I went there 23 out of 30 days. You and, did, and I transitioned from. Running Memorial with four Advil, having to take four Advil before. Okay. To by the end of the month, I'm doubled my volume, so I'm running it twice, zero Advil, and just feeling great. And so that's when I'm like, I have to, I have to tell more people about this. People have to understand, you know, yeah, it's like the the benefits of when you live without without chronic pain and inflammation. inflammation. Yeah, because if you're icing yourself like at that level. Even if it's just for three minutes, how could your inflammation not go away? Especially twenty three out of thirty days. Right. Yeah. I mean, I went in. Like, were you not? I mean, you could just probably walk in and feel like this is not even that cold to me. Uh, like I know it's funny. 20. I I'm on level three still, and I still <laughs> shiver. Like you, know, you do. Like, absolutely. I was shivering so so hard that you told me I probably burned some calories with all the shaking. Oh, you definitely. Oh, you were I definitely was burning. Calories. Violently shaking. Yes, in you there. were. You were. There's no doubt about it. We know that. I think it was sh- mental too. Yeah. I just was terrified of. Being we know that there. shivering, um, you know, basically burns calories, and there's a, there, you know, is kind of some some science that right. has kind of determined like you know, hey, 15 minutes of shivering is equivalent to you know an hour of exercise, like 20 calories. But you know, with that being said, as cold as I was, I would do it again. In fact, I I'm I can because they were saying they're like a lot of people do it they hate it they think they're gonna hate it and then they were like I want to do it again I thought that's probably not gonna be me right but after doing it I thought because when you step out of it you think you think that wasn't really that bad it's not that bad it was really in my mind it's the first time that's that's where people that's the hardest part is getting someone to try it right because once they try it's very daunting they're like oh it's not bad at all yeah I mean that's why we've had I've had. I've had people who have freaked out and just busted the door down and just got out 20 seconds later. They come back the next day and they're like, I would totally they go back. understand now like, oh, okay, like this is what it is because it is, it's foreign. It's a, it's a weird experience. Um, but it's but, not, it's, you're, you've got a little towel you, you, that you cover up in and then you're in this chamber. Nobody can see you. You can open up the towel, cold air hits your body for three minutes. But the, the way I felt afterwards, yes. like that feeling, I would go back for that because I felt completely energized and I would go in the morning because yeah. I think I think that's a great way to start your day. It, it's a great way to start a day. Your, your and I'm mental... a caffeine addict and right. I was like, this is so much better than even that. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's triggering, you know, endorphins, you know, um, that are very good for you, that are very good for mental health. So, so we talk about the physical and the body, but, but, you know, some of the best results we've had is people with depression, people with migraine headaches, people with allergies. Is that right? Because all of those are inflammation related. You know, they're all, they all have some inflammation aspect to it. So reducing that inflammation can reduce people's symptoms or even help alleviate a lot of these problems. Without question. So, uh, tons of studies, inflammation, depression are hand in hand. They okay. go hand in hand. Uh, you know, depressed people have higher levels of inflammation. Okay. You know, um, and, and especially in the brain. And so, which, yeah. Which explains why when I stepped out of there, I felt so happy. Absolutely. Even if I'm not a depressed, even if I'm not depressed per se, you can right. feel the, the effects of even reduced inflammation. For sure. Even Absolutely. If it's just, okay. And then you have the endorphins of dopamine and some of the other ones that are just 
good, feel good, feel good uh, chemicals that your body naturally produces. I just think it's a great way to start your day. You work out, you shower, and then you're gonna do that. And in the heat, it just feels it feels amazing. That's I mean, the other I think thing. If I lived up north, I'd probably not want to do that. <laughs> yeah. But I think living in Houston heat, it sounds like it sounds great. It sounds refreshing. All right. Uh, before I, I let you go, I want to talk about one other major aspect of what we did, and this is for anybody that can't go to the athletic room who's just sitting at home. We were talking about breathing, Mm -hmm. and you had me and my friend Monica do a breathing exercise. And you told me I could shave 20 seconds off my mile, and I could probably – you didn't tell me I could do more push-ups. I think you just let the results speak for themselves. I was floored with how breathing – can help enhance sports performance. It's it's amazing. How and it's, did you, how, do you? Were you doing this back when you were a player? Or I wasn't, and I wish I I wish I had known about it. I wish it was, you know, the information was as you know was accessible to me because it is an absolute game changer, and it's not just not just you. We'll do these performance breathing workshops, and I just do these for fun because I'm very passionate about about the breathing. just the breathing and just <laughs> oxygen. No, it's I I you know, and I was telling you that. Some of our players are into this. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering what this was about. Brian Peters on his Instagram is underwater. Yep. Uh, he's got other players with him, too. And they just try to see how long they can hold their breath. And mm-hmm. this is a thing where they just breathe. They focus on their breathing. Yep. So I do think that it's permeating athletes now. I just, as a layperson, did not know what the benefits were. Right. It's actually probably the the late adopters are – are actually kind of NFL football related. Is that but right? if you look at like overseas, Europe, it's been ingrained in uh, European soccer and European rugby for a long time. Um, UFC fighters, it's um, have been using it um, for quite a while. Um, this all goes back to Navy SEALs and our special well, forces have been using been doing, these been techniques it, for way longer than anybody else. I mean, these are all uh, techniques to just enhance performance, enhance your ability to train, enhance your ability to recover. And Okay, so you had me – This what, t- uh, describe what you had Monica and, and me do when we were sitting there. So basically what we did was we did what's considered the Wim Hof method. Okay. So it's very, it was very close to what the Wim Hof method is, and that's kind of what you saw um, Peter's doing and, and those others. Um, so what we did is we took about approximately about 30 breaths. And we're taking deep breaths. We're taking actually belly breaths. So we're using our diaphragm. We're not using our lungs. And so one of the problems, one of the issues that – we're seeing, especially in kind of the Western world, is that we, we tend to be shallow breathers. We tend to breathe through our chest and our, and our lungs and not with our diaphragm. And you were saying women in general, they're always hold, sucking in. For sure. So they really don't breathe from their stomach because the air is probably never getting that far down there. It, it can't. I mean, so, most of the, you know, most of the <laughs> I outfits, I mean, that, that, yes, that's, I that's kind of, you know, that's one of the problems, right? It's just kind of the way it's designed. You're very constricted. And you are constricted. And so, and so what, so what we did is we sat down and we took about 30 breaths, big, deep belly breaths. Um, to where it was like, you know, you're, you're, you're filling up your stomach and then you're filling up your, your, your chest and then you're filling up kind of your head. And then we're just letting it go. We're just letting it release. And, um, we did that about 30 times. And then we, the last one, we took a big deep breath in, we rolled over and we just started doing pushups, holding our breath while holding our, while holding our breath and wanted to see how many pushups we could do. And what's funny about it is when we do these performance breathing workshops, maybe it's a guy and they'll come in and they'll say, I do about 25. We'll go through some rounds of breathing. They will literally do like 43. 
You it's know, amazing. like it's 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 almost a double Cause the you're amount. Ho- you're holding your breath. You're thinking there is no way. There's no I way can, I, can do, I can do more than like four push-ups while holding my breath. Right. Because I need to breathe while I'm doing push-ups. But there's something that just it. What how what is what is it that's making you perform better after breathing like that? So what we're basically doing is we're just kind of saturating. So our blood, our blood is always about saturated around 97%. As you get older, you actually lose kind of saturation, um, the ability to kind of saturate and, and oxygenate your, your, your blood. Um, but we basically are making so we're not so sensitive to carbon dioxide buildup. And what carbon dioxide, the, the, the component that plays in there, is that you need some presence of carbon dioxide in order to essentially – uh, decouple the oxygen molecule from the hemoglobin so you can deliver it to muscles and cells. So as you get these muscles and cells fully oxygenated, you know, um, and, and create your body to where it's less carbon dioxide sensitive, you can really basically, the, the, the muscles can just can move and, and can perform so much better. And so that's, that was the, the premise. It's a fun little exercise it's fun and it's, and it's mind blowing because then, anybody can do it. Yeah. And then everyone's like, okay, once they see the results, they they're like, <laughs> I want to know about this. Like what just that's, happened? Yes. This is a trip, but it, 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 it's across the board. It, it can carry over into running. It can carry over into, you know, um, so you just do, do these 30 deep breaths or breathe in this way. Mm-hmm. And then you begin your workout uh, yep. and the effect will last through my workout or just for the first part of it? Um, it depends on how how you breathe while you're working out. If you maintain, you know, and this this is kind of probably too complicated to explain, you know, on a, a via radio, but um, if you if you maintain certain like breathing patterns and breathing habits, then yeah, it'll it'll last through your workout. That's unbelievable. And there are links that you were we were discussing between cancer mm-hmm. and oxygenation. For sure. And you're breathing. Mm-hmm. What, what do you, I mean, this, to me, I it makes sense because I think Eastern medicine has been talking about this Forever. for thousands of years, yep. a holistic approach. Mm-hmm. There's all these meditation uh, experts out there that talk about breathing and how to control your for breathing. Sure. And so now it's just sort of making its way full circle. It is. And with modern medicine, nobody feels better after taking drugs and right. medicines. Right. So they're like, if you can keep your body healthy and have oxygen reaching the cells mm-hmm. is really interesting. What were you telling me about cancer and, and, and breathing? Well, it's basically it, that cancer looks for anaerobic cells, right? So cells that do not have good oxygen, do not have good circulation. So we this kind of goes full circle. It's all about circulation. Right, it's all about our body being able to s- circulate the blood, circulate the oxygen to remove toxin, remove waste that our body is naturally always producing and always will produce. It's just how efficient are you getting rid of it, and so that is that is the same idea. So breath, you know, even though it's not a component of the athletic room, it ties into it because it's all about just better circulation. If you have better circulation, you're just gonna you're gonna you're gonna feel better, you're going to move better, and ultimately you should be able to live longer. I was going to say, you also sleep better because after my session with you, I felt energetic until I lay down on the sofa to watch a show and then I was out. People love their sleep. It was like 9 p.m. It was ridiculously early, but I did think that this has to be all tied in. Am I just... No, it 100% is. It absolutely is. It's Again, it's... I look at cryo, especially cryo, I look at that as almost like resetting our bodies. So our bodies are meant to deal with mild cold stress. But if you think about it, when do we ever deal with any elements? Right? You're right. in 
temperature controlled. That's just the reality. Right. Yet, a hundred years ago, you actually had to deal with, with elements. the elements. Um, and so, and so, so this is a really, really good way to just kind of reset your body. You reset your body. You get it back to like it's. I, I hate to use this word, but kind of it's primitive, you know, state. And you know, when you do that really, really good things kind of end up happening and just stress levels kind of decrease all these other, you know, factors that are kind of all related to kind of hormones. Well, I can't wait to try it out. You've got two locations, like I mentioned, Bel Air and Montrose, the athletic room. Kylie, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. I want to, we got to touch base during the season when the sports performance is in full swing. And then I want to talk to you. I'm going to talk to some of the players about it too, because they're raving about how the sports performance aspect has really been a game changer for them already. Yep. And it's, I, I, it's the I, off season. It's by far that was one of the things that was most exciting, you know, because that was an early announcement, right? Like was. that was there was a lot of stuff that was going on, and I'm like, I heard that, I'm like, that is awesome, and it directly this ties into a lot of what to, you're doing. Mm-hmm, right. This is going to be great for the city of Houston. This is going to be great for the Texans. All right, good stuff as always. Kylie Wong, your website, if people want to get any more information on the athletic room is? Theathleticroom.com. Oh, theathleticroom.com. Yep. I've been on it all week. It was, <laughs> I was like, how, how cold is this cryo yes, we're going to get? Yes. It didn't prepare me, but you know what? It was it was well worth it. Thanks so much, Kylie. As always, if you're listening, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, leave a review. Kylie Wong, thanks so much. Thank you. Uh, you're listening to the Deep Slant Podcast. Go Texans. Go Texans.